Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Hi, it's Jamie, progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hey, Jamie, it's me, Jamie. This is your daily pep talk. I know it's been rough going ever since people found out about your acapella group, Mad Harmony, but you will bounce back. I mean, you're the guy always helping people find coverage options with the Name Your Price tool. It should be you giving me the pep talk. Now get out there, hit that high note, and take Mad Harmony all the way to nationals this year! Sorry, this is pitchy. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Recording live from Jake's Sports and Spirits in the historic Rhino District of Denver, Colorado, it's the Pickaxe Podcast, presented by Denver Stiffs. Now, here is your host, Adam Mates. What is up, everybody? Welcome to the Pickaxe Podcast, presented by Denver Stiffs. I'm your host, Adam Mates, and I am joined by two of the brightest writers in the Denver blogosphere. Seated across from me is one of our new writers, who is just killing it for the site, Evan Fiala. Evan, how are you? I'm doing great, man. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. What do you think of your first, your first uh, credentialed game? This is your first time being a credentialed reporter. It is, and I, you know, I enjoyed the experience. It was a pretty brutal loss, but... Just happy to be here. What was the most? What was the coolest part of being a credentialed writer? Uh, just being in the locker room, being around the players. Yeah, never would have thought that would happen. So <laughs> <laughs> seated to my right is Dev Johnson of Mile High Sports and of the brand new Writers Block podcast, where they talk about Denver sports. How's it going, Adam? It's uh, nice to be with you again. Uh, we uh, talked Olympic basketball, so I'm I'm glad to be here. Glad to have you back, man. Surprise! Thought after we did the first one, I'd never have you back. That was my vow. But here you are. <laughs> Nuggets just got their butts kicked. We're, we're here in the press box, actually recording this one. We are not at Jake Sports and Spirits, but uh, Nuggets got their butts kicked. We're probably not going to talk about this game too much, to be honest, because I don't think there's a whole lot to take away from it. I guess we'll just do one quick thing. Is there any big takeaway from this game? Uh, it's really hard. I guess you could say Malik Beasley. Uh, or just the young players, Malik Beasley, Jamal Murray, uh, they found their own um, in this game. Uh, granted, it was in crunch. I mean, in uh, the, 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 the time that everyone gets to just empty their bench, but they, they looked well. Yeah, what about you, Evan? Is there anything you take away? Yeah, I'm on the same page there. They came out and they hustled. They definitely looked like they had more effort than the starters did. Yeah. Can't complain about that at all. It was nice to see those guys play. It's almost like a preseason game. This, this game felt like a preseason game where the starters played for a half and a little bit of the third, and then Malone threw in the towel really, really early in this one. I was yeah, kind of surprised. I would say that it was a preseason game, but it's <laughs> tough when you have Curry and Durant on the opposite side of the preseason game. So it, it was a preseason game for one side, but the <laughs> yeah. other side it was just another day in the office. Uh, well, I'm going to go back. This is These are the Friday Roundtable podcasts that we're going to be doing with the Pickaxe Podcast every week, hosting them on DenverStiffs.com. And in these podcasts, I want to do kind of some fun stuff, roundtable stuff, and looking at a variety of topics. So we're going to start right now and, and look back at the week. 
Who do I start with you, Evan? Who do you think was the player of the week for the Nuggets? I'm gonna go with Gary Harris. Ooh. I think you stole mine, by the way. I did. Oh, yeah, well. I'm gonna have to think on the spot now. Great minds think alike. There you go. No, I think the Nuggets really missed him early on in the season. He came back and just the offense clicked in a few of those games. Emmanuel Moutier even right. came out and said, "You guys don't even know how how much Harris means to me." You know, um, right. Both as a teammate and and in the offense, and so indirectly, he I would say he helps Moody out a lot. Moody played a lot better. He scored a lot better. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to go with him. It sucks that he came back right as Barton went out because I just want to see this team at full strength. And I'm starting to. Get, it's only been what seven games, but I'm starting to get that fear of like, are we never going to get everybody healthy? What about you, Dev? Who's the player of the week? Uh, earlier, I would have said it would have been Wilson Chandler just because of what he's been bringing. But I would have to go with Emmanuel Moutier just because of that 24 and one quarter was just something we might not never like. We might never see that again from Moutier. It was right. jumpers, turnarounds. It was everything. So and and it it, it kind of kick started him. He started yep. to get a little bit more confident. Um, it was a little bit tough today, but it was also a blowout. So I'm going to go with Moutier for my for my player of the week. I think that's that's probably the best the best one to go with, just because that game in Boston was such a huge quarter, and he finished it off well. Uh, I think if I went somewhere else, I think probably Moutier won, Gary Harris too, but the third one would be Jamal Murray, who arrived finally after not scoring in the first week and a half. He's actually been pretty good. I think he's been 9 points, 9 points, 10 points, and then tonight 12 points. So... Starting to get his rhythm and seeing a little bit. I don't think he's necessarily been good, per se, but at least he's on the board and looks like he can be a fill-in at least a little bit while Barton's gone. Um, But it wasn't necessarily a great week for Players of the Week because I don't think anybody really stood out that much. Yeah, it was a a tough week just because... They're, they're losing games. If they were winning these games, maybe we would have a different take on it. For sure. Um, our, our attitudes would be a, a lot different towards it. But with them losing these tough, uh, these close games, it is tough to just basically pinpoint a player that's standing out on the losing team. It's not Anthony Davis or anything. Like <laughs> right, that. right. <laughs> no, uh, you bring up to the point we've been losing. The Nuggets are 3-5 and five right now. What should their record be? I'll start with you, Evan. What do you think the Nuggets record should be right now? I'm going to just kind of flip-flop on what it is right now. I think they should be 5-3. and three. What are the games? What, what games turn to wins? Uh, definitely Memphis. Detroit was a loss from the start. And uh, Portland. Yeah. The Toronto three. game would probably be the other one that maybe Toronto, yeah. you could say. But I think, yeah, Portland, Memphis. Portland and Memphis for sure should have been. Uh, they should be 5-3. and three. Yeah. All right. What about you, Dev? I think the losses that should have came was... The Warriors, of course, everyone knew that they would lose that one. Pistons, yeah. they just came out so flat. Um, I say five and three. Also, the third game, it just could have been anyone. I, I don't expect them to win every single game, yeah. um, close game. So I just would have said it would have just been a toss up of any of those games, just because of the players that they had uh, on each team: Lillard, Anthony Davis, Demar Derozan. Like you could have just had anybody make a shot. So I yeah. say that they should have. They should have lost at least one more. Besides the two that they for sure lost uh, with the Pistons and the Warriors tonight, so five and three, you think? Yes, I'm gonna agree with that. Here's here's where I'll, the Portland game I think is is probably a definite win. So many things had to happen wrong for that one. The Memphis game, you look at that one and you go, the Nuggets got unlucky at the end, but they got lucky kind of before that to get a steal. So maybe that one you say fifty fifty. So maybe the Nuggets should be four and a half and yeah. four and a half or something, somewhere right in four there, but. The other one is that Toronto game, I think people forget. The Nuggets were up 
And they held Toronto to just six points down the stretch, but the problem is they only scored three points in the last six minutes. So that game, I think, was closer. We think of the two games that went down to an actual final play, but that Toronto game was actually closer, I think, than people realize. Nuggets easily could be five and two, but or what? Wait, hold on, six and two. Six and two. But I think I think they should be three and five. It, it, it's just so hard to actually just pinpoint that last loss, like. Things went their way for their wins. Things didn't go their way for their losses. So it could just go right. either way. Yeah. So that, that's what makes it so hard to go. So I, I'm going to stick with the 5-3. and three. I just think that yeah. you can't go a, away from that one. Um, and the Grizzlies one, they're, they're supposed to win that game. Even the league came out and said it. They're supposed <laughs> to win that game. What, I, this isn't on the docket because I didn't know it would happen, but what are the odds that the, the league reverses the call and, and the Nuggets get to play this 0.7 seconds again? Zero. It's a slim to none. Like, there's <laughs> yeah. no way that they can do it. Like How, how would you even explain it? Oh, we made God. a mistake. Nuggets win. Who, who would be screwed over more? Would the Nuggets be screwed over more if the league does nothing, or would Memphis be screwed over more if the league says, we got it wrong, let's replay Memphis, Memphis, I think, yeah, yeah. especially because if they do replay the game, it's going to be February, and by then the Nuggets should very well be out of playoff contention. Memphis right. probably will still be in it. Yeah. But at the same time, if I've been saying the Nuggets are a fringe team right now. If they're in contention. One win for them is huge if they're on the bubble. Yeah, that could be a big one. Um, I'll start with you on this one, Dev. Are you happy with where the Nuggets are at at this point in the season? I'll say yes and no. Just, I mean – their wins that they did have, they're playing against some very tough teams. Mm-hmm. Like, if you look at their schedule, they're having a very tough time with these tough teams that they're supposed to have problems with. And they they should have won the majority of those games. So I'll say yes, that they should. But it's also discouraging to see them lose these type of games being a young and inexperienced team against some of these good teams because their record could be so much different. So I'm, I'm on the fence with with with. with if I want them to be good or bad or how I'm looking at it. I'm pretty happy with where they are right now. I think they're better than the record is right now. Yeah, um, for sure. And, you know, going to, going into the year, looking at the first first few games, looking at the road trip, I would have expected them to be, like, 1-7 right now even. Right. So, and even the fact that they're playing close against really good teams, playoff teams, makes me happy. Yeah, they, they have a lot to learn, especially closing out games. I'd rather have them go through this learning process now than later in the season. If you would have asked me with .7 seconds left in the Memphis game, I would have said I'm very happy with this team. Uh, I'm a little concerned after tonight, and I know tonight had everything working against the Nuggets, but when you when you look at not just the losses, the heartbreaking losses, I think the team can get over that. But some of the rotation issues, I'm really starting to wonder how that's affecting the team. Nurkic, 17 minutes tonight, hardly played in the second half. I think he got benched a minute and a half into the third quarter and didn't play again. Um, Starting to worry a little bit about morale around this team. And, you know, it's always tough. The Nuggets have only had two home games. Tonight wasn't even a home game. Tonight was a road game in Pepsi Center, right? It was all Warriors fans. (laughs) The Nuggets really haven't had a lot of comfort games. You know, you you need those comfort games that kind of get you back in your groove. And I'm worried that the Nuggets... I don't want discouragement to, to start to creep up on them, especially Nurkic, who we know from last season was a little bit fragile mentally. So I, w- I would say I was very positive two days ago. Now I'm say I'm about even. I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. a little concerned. Um, who are the Nuggets missing the most right now, Darrell Arthur, Will Barton, or Wilson Chandler? Uh, Chandler. Yeah? I think he's 
having him back healthy this year is such a huge addition to the team. He's really just uh, a jack of all trades. He does it all. He comes off the bench. He hustles. He's been scoring a ton. Yeah. Plays great defense. And especially now uh, with the other injuries, Barton and, and Arthur, um, he's really missed on the bench. Not to not to take a, a shot or anything, but I think Chandler is the easy answer. <laughs> no, I'm just gonna say. No, not to re- call you out, Evan. The Jeez, reason the reason right. I say that we is the easy analysis, answer. Dude, not the easy answer. I think bro. the reason that I say that is because I mean Barton brings scoring, Chandler brings a little bit of defense, but I'm gonna go with Arthur, and that's why I said it. I wasn't saying it going through. I'm gonna say they need Arthur I tell the most. people what they want to yeah, hear. Because if, if you take a look at the losses that they have, depending on how actually Malone plays it, like Malone, I mean. Wilson Chandler is the answer. That is the answer. But depending on how Malone plays it, if Arthur is there and he plays defense, maybe he could come in instead of Fareed to end the games. That's who the mm, that's, that's who all point. the games that's are going point. to. Like for game win, game winning shot, whoever's on Fareed, go at him. That's how it. That's how it's been looking to me. I mean, it is the best player that he's faced off against. But if you put Arthur in that situation, things could be a little bit different. Yeah, I think I think it's Wilson Chandler also, but I mean, it is there's a case to be made for all three. The one thing I'll say about Durrell is the Nuggets front court rotation. If you've listened to my podcast or been on DenverStiffs.com or follow me on Twitter, I've harped on it to so much as it annoyed myself. But if you insert Durrell Arthur into the rotation, that rotation gets even more crowded because you still got to play power forward minutes for Wilf- for Danilo Gallinari. So as much as I think Darrell Arthur helps, he also kind of takes away from maybe some of the Nuggets' best lineup. I'm very curious for when he, when he is healthy, if he gets healthy, if you know how Malone handles that rotation. But uh, Will Barton, I'll just go with Will Barton since you guys talked about the other two guys. I thought he was having a phenomenal first week of the season. He was another playmaker and ball handler on the team. Uh, he closed. What was the 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 was it the Pelicans game that he closed and just told Moody to get out the way? I'll, I'll, I'm point guard now. Yeah. Um, exactly. So yeah. So I think I think the Nuggets are definitely missing all three guys, but uh, but Barton is definitely up there along with Wilson Chandler, in my opinion. Um, what lineup? So closing games has been a topic of discussion. Luckily tonight it wasn't an issue. But what game? A, t- a close game, two minutes tie tie game. Um, you got to go to your closing lineup. What would your cloning, closing lineup be? I think that I would go with Moutier, Gary Harris, Wilson Chandler, Gallo, and Jokic. That's, that's who I would go with. I would I would just say Jokic just because it depends how much we're down. The Nuggets are down by. They're tied. If they're tied, I'm going to go with Jokic. Um, Nurkic would be a good one just to substitute just because you could just feed him in the paint. And he's a mismatch most of the, the time, but... Jokic gives you that that option that you can kick it to him in the corner and you can space out. Just you can run a pick and roll and just space out with him. So that that's the five that I would go with. What about you? I'm gonna agree with that. The exact same lineup, pretty much. Wow. Yeah. Just as long as Fareed isn't on the court, I think <laughs> the, Nuggets, the Nuggets' chances of winning a close game like that increases exponentially. Uh, um, I mean, he's played great. He hustled really hard against New Orleans, but I think. Definitely Jokic or Nurkic needs to be in there. Right. Both for offense and defensive purposes. That's, I mean, everybody knows that's my favorite lineup, so I like it. I'll, I'll give a couple of alternate s- scenarios that you can go with. I think Will Barton for Gary Harris can work in certain situations, particularly if the, the offense have, has been stagnating. Gary Harris is definitely the better defender. I think he's the better cutter. I think he's the better fit along the lineup we're talking about. But Will Barton, 
he's a he's a guy that can make something out of nothing. If in the shot clock, four seconds left, the ball goes to him. He, I like my chances of him making a shot. And then the other one would be Jameer Nelson. And look, Moutier, the Nuggets need him to be the guy. So you want him to get those minutes. You want to develop, especially with how young and how there's so much continuity there. You want him on the court, but. I kind of feel like 5% better if Jameer Nelson is a point guard. Like, I feel just a little bit safer that that might, you know, the Nuggets aren't going to blow it. We're going to move on to some either-or options, but first I want to tell you about Wash Club Denver. Wash Club Denver sponsor of the show. They've been the sponsor of the show all summer. Uh, they're a local company. You can uh, visit them at washclubdenver.com or download the Wash Club app. What they are is a local laundry service company that offers on-demand pickup and delivery of your laundry you go to the app, you enter how much laundry you have, then you put your laundry out on the porch. They come by, pick it up, take it to their facilities and wash it and bring it right back home to you. Best of all, they listen to this show. They're listening right now. They are uh, fans of DenverStiffs.com, and so they've made their own Denver Stiffs promo code. If you enter in Stiffs, S-T-I-F-F-S, you get 25% off of your order. So check them out, washclubdenver.com or Wash Club app. We're going to do some either-ors here. And these are some of these are negative either or some of these are positive. The first one's very negative. Which loss hurt more this last week? Detroit, the blowout, or Memphis, the blunder? I, so I actually didn't watch the Detroit game. <laughs> so it didn't hurt. It didn't really hurt. <laughs> Checking up the, on the score hurt, but uh, the Memphis game really got to me. Tuesday night was just a bad night all around. But, um, I was... Watching the game, saw they were down. They had had a nice little comeback there in the end, and so I was stoked. I even I even made the mistake of tweeting that the Nuggets were going to go three and two on the road trip right before Mike Miller threw that inbound pass. Oh, I jinxed it. So did you? Oh, um, yeah. And I was it was a sad night after that. I think it'll be Memphis for sure, just because they feel like they won that game because they actually did win the game. So it is hard. And then it's the game right before you play the Warriors. So you kind of have a little bit of confidence leaving the, the away. Right. And you get to come home finally. So I think it'll be the Memphis game for sure. I mean, the Memphis game for sure. You bring up a good point about the confidence because I thought the Nuggets tonight looked like a team that knew they were going to lose. Like, I think, you know, they came out, they looked a little bit flat. And as soon as they got down, it was almost like, I mean, Malone threw in the towel. But I think he threw in the towel because the team threw in the towel before. I think most teams that play the Warriors come in and think that they're going <laughs> to lose. So, so I, they think that just happens. Uh, yeah. Uh, I'm going to say the Memphis game too, but I will say the Detroit game was the most discouraging for me, in part because, you know, the Memphis game, I thought, I thought the team played so well that there's a lot of positive takeaways. The Detroit game, I thought they played so poorly. And in particular, you know, the Nurkic, Drummond matchup I was so excited for, and that was such a lopsided one-on-one matchup that uh, – that, so there's an argument to be made, I think, for for both of those games. Let me see, which win felt the best this week, Minnesota or Boston? Boston, for sure. Just because it is a, a proven team. You, yeah. get to, you get to beat yourself against a proven team that's characterized as a, as a defensive team. So you get, you're a young team, you're, you're struggling to finish games, and you just come out and destroy a, a team that's going to be there when, when it all matters. Yeah. So I think that, that that's the one I will go with. I'm going with Minnesota. Um, one of the things I don't necessarily like about the Timberwolves is how everyone in the media and all around just love them so much, think yeah. they're, oh, they're the team of the future, they're going to win so many games this year right. while completely overlooking the Nuggets. Right. Um, so I think I think that could be the, a great rivalry in the future, and the Nuggets seem to take it to heart. 
I'm with you on that one. The Minnesota thing, it doesn't bug me as much as maybe the Laker hype train. The Laker hype train really, really gets under my skin. Because, and part of it is just because there's so many Laker fans that it just yeah. makes, like, they hop in your mentions more frequently. <laughs> but you're right about the Minnesota thing. Like, even right after the Nuggets smacked them in Minnesota, everybody was tweeting out top five up-and-coming teams. Minnesota. And it's just yeah. like, man, Minnesota and Phoenix ahead of Denver already? <laughs> so, yeah, I think it was gratifying to go into to Minnesota and win. And then on top of that, you know, Towns had a bunch of points. But Jokic and Nurkic both played pretty well in that game. So it was kind of cool to see the front court battle go, I wouldn't say go to the Nuggets, but at least it was a draw, <laughs> which is, you know, all you can hope for. Um, what's the most concerning stat? Now, these stats are not updated tonight. Um, I do show prep, so I prep these before tonight's game. But uh, what's the more concerning stat? Negative 15.7 net rating in fourth quarters or 17.3% turnover volume. Both both of those rank last and second to last. Is all of the above a... <laughs> no, you got to pick <laughs> one that is worse. Uh, I'm going to go with the fourth quarter one. I think turnovers are, are correctable. You think over the year uh, that that number will decrease, but... If you can't close out a game, we've seen that yeah. so far this year. If you can't close out a game, you're not gonna you're not gonna make it very far. That's something that definitely needs to change. I'm gonna go with the turnovers because I feel like that's why the net rating is what it is. <laughs> just because I mean, throughout the whole game, if you're just turning the ball over, you're just giving the other team just so many opportunities to catch up or to take a bigger lead. Um, and and it, it really does play into the net rating. So I'm gonna go with the turnovers just because it is something that we've been seeing with this Nuggets team for so long, especially with, you know, with Moutier and, and all the guards that's going in. So I, I think that I'll go with the turnovers. I'm going to go with the turnovers as well, but and part of that is because the net rating thing is, that's the number one sign of a be, of a young team, right? Philadelphia, if you look at the worst teams at fourth quarter net rating, Minnesota, Philadelphia, Phoenix, Denver, it's all, it's all the young teams are bad at closing it out. So I think, at least for me, there's more hope in that because I think this is the the Nuggets are in this phase of the process where they're better than people think, but they still don't win. But they're three and five, just like everyone said they would be. So I, th- I think that that part I, I feel pretty confident the Nuggets will figure out. But the turnover thing, even though I have my theories for why they're turning the ball over so much, it's still concerning to see Moody like dribble off his foot so frequently, or Gary Harris step out of bounds so frequently. There's just so many of these little turnovers that are annoying. Um, what is the most encouraging stat so far? Again, these are one day old, but it should be relatively similar. 54.9% rebound percentage, that's number one in the league. Or 36.6 free throw attempt rating, that's also number one in the league. I'm going to go with the... That one's tough. <laughs> I Come back to me on that one. <laughs> that one's going to be tough. I didn't think about that one. I'm going to go with the rebounding. Yeah. I think... Is the, they can keep that up, that especially offensive rebounds, yeah. um, that'll be huge for the team. They really have an advantage. Didn't really play out tonight, but uh, but having both Nurkic and Jokic in there grabbing the boards is, is great. It's really helped. Now I feel like a sucker because I'm just going to agree with it. <laughs> oh. I think he wanted you to go first so he could disagree. That's what I thought he was doing. No, no. <laughs> I'm going to agree with it just because it does show that they've been aggressive. Yeah. So I, I will say that. I mean, they both do show the aggressiveness, uh, getting all the free throws and, and and whatnot. But it also shows that the Jokic, the no, uh, the Jokic and the Nurkic lineup, um, it is working, and it is it is something that well, they, sh- they it's could working and rebounding. Yes, yeah. <laughs> but that's the topic that we're talking yeah, okay. about. Yeah. It is working. I mean, that's what you want your big man to do is to rebound. Yeah, you know. 
change shots at the rim and, and things of that nature. So as far as rebounding, it is something that is proven that it is working. So I think I'll go with the rebounds as well. We said it was a tough one, and we're all going to agree that it's rebounding. And the reason for me is the Nuggets, I think, are legitimately good at drawing fouls. But fouls, some of the fouls they draw, I don't know that you can count on them game in and game out. Gallo's the perfect example. Sometimes he gets to the line like 12, 14 times, and sometimes he just doesn't get the whistle. And so I think, I don't know if the Nuggets can rely on their their free throw, getting to the free throw line, but they can rely on their rebounds, and I think more often than not. And then the other thing is, Nurkic hasn't been drawing the fouls over the last three games like he was the first, you know, five of the season. And, I, and I, again, this isn't a knock on Nurkic. I think his minutes have been yanked around. Him and Jokic together have been, their minutes have been so erratic in the lineups that they've been in, when they go in, when they come out, when they finish, when they don't, that I think it's affecting them. And Jokic... You know, Jokic, I think, is probably just his personality is a little bit more light and easygoing, and maybe he's he's more equipped to handle it. But Nurkic, we know from last year and the year before that he's a little bit of a, of a, a more sensitive personality. And I just I wonder, there's a lot of signals, a lot of body language reading and, and rotations and stuff, stuff that I'm looking at with Nurkic thinking, I don't think he's a happy cat. So I'm going to go with the rebounds. Um, real quick, I want to tell you, we're recording this in the press box tonight, high above Pepsi Center. I didn't realize that the uh, the blimp, after games are done, they just put the blimp out there to float. So it's just floating around. Uh, but we're not at Jake Sports and Spirits. It is our sponsor. They are our home bar, the home bar of the Denver Stiffs, 3800 Walnut Street, Denver, Colorado. Great food selection, great drink selection, and then they have every single game, every single Denver game, but they also have every sports package, basketball, football, baseball, hockey. So if you want to watch a game, that's the place to go. TV's everywhere, and they always have the game you want to watch because they got every package. So check them out, Jake Sports and Spirits. They'll also be host of Stiff's Night Out coming up to be determined. Should be sometime in the next four to five weeks, though, probably early December. I'm going to get on to some fun stuff here, guys. The Nuggets just uh, went on an 11-day road trip to open up the season. They were on the road for 11 days. That's got to suck, by the way. 11 days, five cities. Like, that's got to really be a drag, getting in at 4 or 5 in the morning. Um, if you were on an 11-day road trip, what one item would you bring? What would be a must-carry item? Uh, my wife has this really nice camera that I don't really know how to use. but So you would bring that? I'd bring that, figure out how to use it, and... Uh, be able to document everything. You would figure it out to use it, like, on the flight? I, oh, are we on a road trip or a plane trip? Well, we're, not, we're, we're in the NBA. We're in no, the NBA. Stars, NBA. Oh, we're, we're taking charters. We're that. taking bus, you know, nice buses to the road game. Road trip, you think of a car. You drive it Oh, jeez, no. We're, t- we're on the road in the NBA. But a camera still well, works. bring a camera. You walk around the city every now and then, take some... My wife, my wife has a nice camera, one of those, you know, SLR, nice cameras with all this, all this stuff. I take better pictures with my phone. Because I don't know how to use all the buttons. So, like, I try that and it doesn't work. What about uh, you, Dev? Uh, regular Dev will bring a cell phone. <laughs> but Superstar, Who am I talking to Superstar Dev, Dev? <laughs> that's in the NBA. Okay, all right. Yeah. He's going to bring his credit card. And he's, oh, God. He's going to spend so much on, on it. He's going to do everything that Where, he can. Where's the money going? The money's going. Most of it's going to go to food, so I'm probably not going to be in the NBA too long. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking but, to Eddie Curry here. We're yeah, live with Eddie Curry on the road. But then it'll be I, – I'll do some fun things on the road just because I'm going to be in all these cities. Um, but I, it would be a, it'd be a credit card for sure. Really? I was sitting here thinking – I was thinking about this answer, and it made me think how boring I was because I'd be like, you know, basketball, NBA League pass or something. I'm like, man, all right, I think so. But I'll say movie collection, that's what I would bring, which I guess would probably just be like a tablet – with like access to a bunch of movies, yeah, but, yeah. I'd be watching. I'd be watching movies on the road. 
Yeah, I would. I would. I would. Hoard, like I would just watch so much Netflix. <laughs> I would catch up on every single show. That would, that would be awesome. Regular dev. This is superstar yeah, dev. Superstar dev would do that. Superstar dev does it right. You brought a you brought a camera. That's lame. Superstar dev. Oh, out, man. He's, yeah. out the, he's out on the call. You're going to be taking home, pictures man. of superstar dev. Is what you're going to be doing. Oh god. All right. Similar question. Eleven game road trip. What from back home? Can't be family. We're excluding family because that's always the answer. Excluding family and dogs, what's what would you miss the most about home? Superstar Dev would probably miss. <laughs> he'd probably miss his Xbox. Oh, uh, really? Yeah, I would. Can't you take that? Can't NBA players take their Xbox or no? They, they could. I'm, I'm, I'm guessing they could, but I, I'm not sure how the Wi-Fi would be. So <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. I'm not into all that lagging and things like that. Jeez. I'm not gonna want to be in inter- like interfere with. So I think it'll be my Xbox for right, sure. Superstar Dev. Right, what's Superstar Evan? What's he missing? My bed. Yeah, that was what I was gonna <laughs> yeah, say. Yeah, I hate sleeping on planes. It's yeah. the worst thing ever. Try being six um, five. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I can only imagine. But, uh, definitely that. Those the bed. problems. Those problems. Six five. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was definitely gonna say the bed, but I guess the other thing I'll say is the closet. My closet, and the reason is I hate packing a bag. I hate. It's like one of my weirdest pet peeves is. Packing a bag to go on a trip and then repacking it to go home. Oh, and then, like, getting stuff out. You know, like, all right, you go to the beach. You go to Cancun and, like, we'll go to the beach. And you can't find the the swimming trunks. And then you, like, pull everything. You still can't uh, find it. That's, that's one of yeah. my biggest pet peeves. All right. What was uh, – what's the most – Paul George playing with Indiana, a little, little disgruntled. Nuggets fans are going to let their imagination one run wild. We're doing it the same at Denver Stiffs. What's the most you would give up for Paul George? The most you would give up for Paul George? Paul George right, right, right now, yeah, and he, he's he's in his prime right now. I'm I'm willing to give it up. <laughs> I'm willing to give it up. I, I mean, I would. The only person I would say I wouldn't want to give up on right now. No, I nope. actually don't think. I don't, <laughs> think, that's, I don't think. I don't think that there's anyone that give I wouldn't me, give it up. Give me a realistic package. Okay, that uh, you throw in my realistic pa- package, package would be: I'm going to get rid of one of the big men, so it's either going to be Jokic or Nurkic. Who is um, it? All right, put it together. Me, me, I want to, I want to keep Jokic if okay. I'm the Nuggets, just because I've seen his upside. Yeah. So I'm going to give up Nurkic. I'm going to give up Jameer Nelson. <laughs> okay. And I'm going to give up Will Barton. Ooh. All right. Any picks? All Any picks? I mean, I think they come back and ask for a pick after they, that. They package. might ask up, but I'll, I'll try to just keep on going. That I have Jokic. Uh, I mean, I think you got Jokic. throwing a pick. I mean, throwing Nurkic. In a pick. They came back. They want to pick on top of it. It's Paul George. I'm not giving up a pick. What? Also, not with them. for Paul George. Not with not with Nurkic Whoa. and Barton because we've seen how they've been. Like Mark, Barton's been like a like most improved player, six man type yeah. player, and and we have Nurkic who's looking really good. Like yeah. people are starting to notice how good he really is. Right. I, I, I would say that I gave him Jameer as a sweetener, but I'm, <laughs> I'm, not, sure, sweetener. I'm not sure how sweet that's like crummy. <laughs> Knockoff, you know, like uh, sweet and low. That's not even sweet and low. It's <laughs> but so but I would, low. I would try to convince them that that's good. But I, I wouldn't give up unless it's like a, a late second round or something of, of that nature. That's the only thing I could give up. All right, what about you, Evan? Give me your, your best package. Oh man, I've had time to think about this too. <laughs> <laughs> well, first of all, do you like Paul George? I like him. Ah. I'm just, I'm hesitant and. I was thinking about this earlier. I know at some point the Nuggets are going to have to consolidate with what they have right now. Yeah. Things are going to work out 
people's pride of getting hurt, contracts or whatever. I want to see the team play out with what they have right now okay. before they go on and win and make a big trade like that. I really like the team right now. Um, but if they were to do a trade, I think the most I would give up would be Gallo, uh, Barton, and Fareed, maybe. I don't think they take yeah, that deal. I don't think I don't they would. Think I, don't, I don't think they would. Yeah, I'm not. I actually don't think that's a bad deal. I think that's actually Gallo's a, the biggest piece, but he's up this year. I think that's the great part about it. Also, you think they're just clearing I, the deck? And I think about that. If I bring Paul George in, we're basically just saying bye to Gallo. Just yeah, you have oh to say yeah, bye yeah, to Gallo yeah. anyway. So you might as well try to get something off of him. So I think Gallo would. That might be my sweetener. They, that, oh, gee, he went from that's, upgrade, right? that's sweet and low. <laughs> that's like, sweet and low. <laughs> that is good. That's cocaine sugar, man. That's what uh, I'm gonna go. With, I'm gonna go with Gallo. I'm gonna go with Fareed, which is more. Of, I guess they, they they don't want Fareed. I'm gonna say it's Gallo, Barton, and Nurkic, which is a huge package. That's a huge that's package. A you one. got a lot to give up, but it's Paul George. And you know what? The Nuggets have a rotation issue. Like you said, if you're bringing in Paul George, you're bringing him in to start at small forward. Which means Gallo either starts at power forward, which I don't know if he can make that work, or you move him to the bench, it's not going to work. So And it's only for one year, so it depends what you sign Paul George for. If it's just a one-year type thing, you probably made a I think bad, he's got one more decision. year on his deal, also, So for two years, I think Gallo, getting rid of Gallo was the, the best move with it. So yeah. that would be great. I think that's a good deal. Yeah, so I take him. Barton is a great player on one of the best deals in all of the NBA. Not, I mean, rookie's everything. He's making $2 million, $3 million, basic, three and a half, three, something like that. No, he's making nothing, and so that's a tough one. I think Indy can, can accept that, and then Nurkic, obviously, a stud. But we're talking about Paul George here. That gives us a starting lineup of Gary Harris, Manuel Moutier, Paul George. Oh, we still have, we still have, have Fareed. Fareed or Arthur. Fareed. Yeah, you, you might right. as well bring Fareed back in. He might look better with someone like that. By yeah, but side. you know Paul George at power forward is killer. So you move, you bring Wilson Chandler in, you put you put Paul yeah, George at the yeah. line, and then you got this great line. And that's a great defensive team also, by the yeah. way, with Harris. Oh, yeah. Wilson oh, you Chandler. could throw some defensive lineups that out defense, there. That would be good. Yeah. Um, all right, so we, all, we, we were willing to give up quite a bit for that. I was kind of surprised. All right, which Nuggets player? It's election week. Uh, we have, it's going great so far. There's protests outside. We actually can't. We're recording this. We can't leave. It sounds like people have actually finally left. But for 30 minutes or so, 45 minutes after the game, we couldn't leave the arena because of a protest outside. I want to know, which of the Nuggets players would make the best president? I'll start with Evan. I want to start with Evan on this one. <laughs> Gee, that's a... And I want to know your criteria, too. My criteria? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> We can throw out like immediately who would be bad one. I don't think Fareed would be a good one. Fareed would be awful. Oh my gosh! Oh, Evan got his first scolding by Fareed today. His first credential, and he got. <laughs> Fareed had some choice words for me standing in his uh, his little Welcome changing area. Welcome to the area. club. Yeah. <laughs> You're one of us. That's an initiation. I'm gonna go with Mike Miller. Oh, the easy choice. Oh, he's <laughs> okay. Okay, no, 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 this guy. This <laughs> guy. All right. Scratch Mike Miller, then. If <laughs> no, you can go with No, him. no, I, I want to hear the rationale. The, the, the obvious is one is Mike Miller. He's, yeah. he's sage, he's older, he's wise. He's actually 35, the requirement to be president, oh, I believe. God, he's like so. the only one that like qualifies. Yeah. Yeah. No, there's nobody else. There's somebody else that qualifies. The Jameer, yeah. All right, I want to hear, though, this Mike Miller one. Oh, no, that, that's all I have for Mike what's, Miller. What's he, what kind of president is he? Like, what parties? No, no, I'm just saying, like, what's the country look like under a Mike Miller presidency? What are the things he emphasizes? 
I'm not well versed in politics at all. This is a background. You're trying to be fun. Um, he's he's like inclusive. He's uh, I don't know. brings everybody I mean, he, in the a, fold. Yeah, he reaches he, across the aisle. He's a great teammate. So I mean, he I think he'd be really good at kind of unifying the country. I yeah, be really good uni- at that. I think I think he'd unify, bring us together. Unity. <laughs> Where are you going? See, at, at first I was going to go with Malik Beasley. Just because he's a man of the people, like everyone loves Malik <laughs> Beasley. True. Like no one said not one thing bad about him. He, he's he always has a smile on his face. Everyone's happy around him. You're rooting for him when he's like shooting the ball or just doing anything. He's just he's just always happy and he's always with the people. So I was gonna go with that, but I'm gonna I'm probably gonna go with Jameer Nelson. Like he, mm. that's who he's the, he's the veteran. He's the vet. Like he's the person that he's he's the one that spoke up on, you know, like the the the. The Kaepernick situation and 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 just anything that just needs to be said, he's gonna say it without any type of remorse. He's just gonna say what it is, and and you either like it or you don't like it. But he's still, you know, what I'm saying you, you still don't think bad of Jameer Nelson <laughs> off of the court, right? <laughs> <laughs> off of the court. You know, he's he's uh, having a better year, but off of the court, I, I think that that's who I would go with, and the country will be happy with him. I'm, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna think a little outside the box here. I'm gonna go with Darrell Arthur. I don't think he's gonna give very great speeches. He's not gonna inspire a lot, but the dude's gonna work hard, and that's what we need. We don't need the speeches. We don't need the rhetoric. We need somebody that's gonna go in there and do all the dirty work. So for read it is. <laughs> <laughs> oh jeez. Uh, all right, that was just a fun one. Uh, we're gonna move on to the final final home stretch here of this and make some predictions. This way, you can listen to it next week and laugh at how horrible we are. The Nuggets do have three games between now and next podcast, and that will be Detroit at Portland at Phoenix. Nope, I'm sorry. Home against Detroit, home against Phoenix, and then at Portland on the second night of a back-to-back. How many games are the Nuggets going to win of those three? Two. Which ones? I think Detroit will be a revenge game. You know, Michael Malone's going to be all over them on that one. Maybe no Barton, Chandler, Durrell again, though. Yeah... Makes, makes things kind of tough. It does, but I think, I mean, if they can keep it close, then yeah. anything can happen. Then they'll come back in the fourth. I agree. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just messing with you. Yeah. So you think two, Phoenix? I think, yeah. I think Detroit and Phoenix. Portland, second under back-to-back on the road. Yeah, that That's a schedule loss there. Yeah. I think they're going to win all three. <laughs> that's that's what I'm feeling right I'm, now. Am I talking to regular Dev or this superstar is regular Dev? Dev? Superstar Dev, superstar is a little Dev would help the team, but I <laughs> I think they're going to win all three. I really do. I think that they're going to be like hum, piped. They're going to be gonna, piped. They're going <laughs> to be piped. I'm I'm piped. Okay. I think I think going to be hyped to, to play. No one knows what that means. Just it sounds good. I, I think they're going to be hyped to play against um, Portland again, uh, just because they feel like they they should have won that game, and they're going to just. Put in a, a better effort. I think. I think they'll also do that against the Pistons. They got humiliated against the Pistons and Phoenix. I just feel like they're the better team. I think Phoenix is. It, they are. You said it earlier, but I do think that they're going to be a good team in the future. Um, but right now, I just think that the Nuggets are the better team, and just the big man lineup is that's that's where you insert that against those smaller teams. Um, like that, that's just not so fast paced. I think that's where you could try to get that. So I got them going three and zero. Three and zero. I like your confidence, especially after the Nuggets just got blown out and are on a two-game losing streak. But I'm going to say the Nuggets are going to go one and two. I'm the Debbie Downer of the group. Uh, I don't like where the Nuggets are at right now. I don't like that the Nuggets don't have three of their most 
versatile players in, in Barton, Chandler, and Durrell. So I think they're going to lose to Detroit. I also think Detroit's just kind of a good matchup uh, right now against Denver. At Portland, second night of a back-to-back, I think that's a schedule loss. And then Phoenix, that'll be the game that they win. Um, so I'm going to go one and two. Nuggets, Nuggets have out-rebounded every team they've played so far this year. They out-rebounded the Pistons, though, by just one. That was the closest margin. Who's going to win the rebound battle uh, when they play Detroit on Saturday? I think Detroit still. Drummond is just so – he's just so athletic. It's just hard to just stop him. And Jokic and Nurkic, they're, they're the big guys. They're actually big guys. And Jokic is just a little bit more clumsy. You know, I think I think Drummond is just such a, a great rebounder. And Tobias Harris is just a, a offensive – Mismatch. So I'm going to go with Pistons. Detroit is coming in on the second night of a back-to-back. They play tomorrow, and then they fly into Denver. What do you think? Who's going to win the rebound battle? I'm going to disagree. Ooh. I, I want to say, trying to not give the easy answers. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I think I think the Nuggets will come back and have a strong rebounding game, um, despite how good Drummond is. I think they're, they're overdue. They, I think they out-rebounded Golden State tonight, but it still wasn't. Super impressive the way yeah. the way they could have been. So I think they'll just step it up again for sure. I think the Nuggets will out rebound them too, and I think I, I predict the Nuggets to lose this game, but I think they're going to win the hustle category. I think it'll be a good night for the Nuggets in that the, in that regard. You think about it: the Nuggets played a home game ten days, twelve days ago against Portland. They haven't played a home game since. They played the night, and it was a Warriors crowd. Saturday night, nice weather. In Denver, I think it's a chance to be a real home game for Denver. Maybe, I mean, I don't, you never want to predict good attendance here in Pepsi Center. But I think there'll be decent attendance, maybe a good atmosphere if we get an, ourselves a close game. And it's, and as you mentioned, Evan, it's a, it's a kind of a bounce-back opportunity for them. So I think the Nuggets will out-rebound them. Uh, what'll be, what are we going to be talking about next week? What will be the big talking point with this Nuggets? I think the big, the big top, talking point will be the Nuggets going undefeated on that. <laughs> They're going to win that, that, that three, them three games. I, I think, think Superstar Dev showed up and he never left. Yeah. <laughs> I think regular Dev left a while ago. He's piped. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think, I think that, that will be the, the talk is the, the 3-0 and and how basically they just started turning around. I think they're going to win close games also. So that is going to be the talking point, how they just kind of changed that around. Maybe we might actually see – him decide on going maybe Jokic to finish games or Nurkic to finish games. I don't think that they're going to put those two together. So I think they're going to go 3-0, and and that's going to be the, the talking point. I think it's going to be pretty similar to what's been going on right now. Like I'm not imagining them having any big blowout wins or anything, probably a lot of close games that could go either way. Um, I think as the season progresses, kind of the rotation issue we've been seeing is going to be magnified even more, yeah. especially if the Nuggets keep losing. So sooner or later, I think that's going to kind of, you know, expand a bit and hopefully some changes will be made. Yeah, I think the thing I think we might be talking about next week is the injuries because we don't have a timetable on Barton. Last I heard uh, from Dempsey was that it's probably at least a week out on him. Wilson Chandler left the game early – Told it was no big deal, tight hamstring, whatever. Now it's game three. Still no update on him. Um, so I have a sneaky suspicion that maybe those guys are out. And then with Terrell, same thing. You know, we we heard he had that bone thing on, on his knee, and then he came back, and it was a little bit slower. Then he played. Now he's not playing anymore. I'm starting to wonder if maybe these are more serious injuries, and I think that might be something we're talking about this time next year or next week. 
All right, last one, guys, and then we're going to get out of here. I need a bold prediction. It has to be bold. Your boldest prediction of the week. Between now and next Friday. I think Jamal Murray is going to get a 20-point game. Woo! I like it. He's been, that is bold. See, that's a good bold pick. I like it. Superstar Evan showed up. All right, so 20 points. What's it gonna, which game is it going to be? Um, I think... It's going to come in the loss to Portland. <laughs> is it a garbage time 20? Or no, is it no, no, no. It's a legit 20. Well, no. It's a little both. It's it'll, like, be, it'll be a close game. He's he's looked good. He's been heating up. All right. The shot's falling. All right. 20-point game against Portland. I like it. Uh, besides my 3-0. and <laughs> That's true. It's the same besides, answer for all four Besides points, my 3-0, I'll, I'll, I'll say so. I'll say Moutier has two 30-point games. In the three games. That's unrealistic. I know, like, there's bold. And there's, Moutier this is, has zero turnovers. Superstar, Superstar Moutier <laughs> is going to have 30 points in two of those games. Uh, I'll say I'll say 25. 25. I'll say 25 just because it helps me a little bit. Okay. Um, <laughs> I'm more negative on this team right now, guys. Like, I'm, 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 I'm worried about them. I'm worried about some of the body language. So my, my take will be that somebody gets benched. Like, benched as in not plays or plays 10 minutes or less between Nurkic, Farida, Jokic. I don't know which one it's going to be. If I had to handicap, I'd say Nurkic just because he got benched already tonight, and I wonder what the, that was about. I mean, it was weird that he only played a minute and a half in the second half tonight. Then I would say Jokic next because Malone seems to be pissed at him too. And then Farid kind of is his crutch, but I could see him benching Farid for no reason. So I think one of these guys is going to get benched, and we might have ourselves. You remember last year when Moutier and Malone had a little dust up on the – it was, I think it was early in the season, too. Sometime like mid-November, late November. So we might be due for that that dust-up. Anything else you guys want to add before we get out of here? <laughs> I think Superstar Devin said everything that he had to say. Um, I think that we just have to stay positive with the Nuggets team. I think that they're really young. Yeah. Um, and, and they're losing games. Like, you really have to go back to it. They're losing the games that they kind of – I'm not going to say that they should be losing, but like tonight, they play Golden State Warriors. We didn't expect them to win. Um, the two, the, some of the losses that they've had, one is a referee call, the next is just Fareed just being one-on-one on Lillard, and that's not even uh, Fareed's fault. So I think that that's something that we should just look forward to is just staying positive with this team and not giving up at them. <laughs> I'll, be, I'll be honest. I was so I, like I said, point seven seconds left in Memphis game. I was really high on this team. I think that loss took the wind out of the sail, and just the injuries. So, you know, if, if Wilson Chandler and Will Barton both come back for the Saturday's game, I'm back to being high on this team because I think that unlocks a lot of the capability. But if they have to go another week without those guys, I just don't see too many wins in the future. But guys, thanks a bunch, Evan. So glad you got to fly out, man, and do all this. Dev, I'm so glad Superstar Dev showed up. <laughs> Superstar Dev is much better than regular Dev, I gotta say. Uh, thanks for coming on. Everybody, thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to the Pickaxe Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes and visit us on the web at denverstiffs.com.
It's time to get serious about California's failing infrastructure. More than 1,600 bridges are structurally deficient. Proposition 6 will make things even worse. Prop 6 eliminates more than $5 billion annually in dedicated transportation funding. And 6 kills local traffic relief projects already underway. That's why the California Professional Firefighters and California Association of Highway Patrolmen all say no on 6. Paid for by no on Prop 6. Stop the attack on bridge and road safety. Sponsored by business, labor, local governments, and transportation advocates. Committee major funding from California Alliance for Jobs. Hi, I'm Susan from Safeway. Are you ready for a road trip? You can save on gas by shopping at Safeway. It's easy. Shop at Safeway and earn gas reward points. Then save up to 20 cents per gallon at participating Chevron or Texaco stations or up to $1 per gallon at Safeway stations. That's right, up to $1 per gallon at Safeway stations just for shopping with us. Redeem your rewards at participating Chevron, Texaco, and Safeway gas stations. Limited to 25 gallons in a single fill of other restrictions and exclusions apply. Visit store or Safeway.com for details. This is Susan from Safeway and we'll see you soon.